So I am doing something a little different this week, and I know every time that I talk, I usually talk on more personal level, more story uh, about my life, uh, but today I wanted to go more into something that has kind of been brought to my attention, and so this will be probably a shorter episode, but that's okay. I had a friend come up to me at church this past Sunday, and she asked me the question of what I thought about manifestation. And this is, it's not a new thing, but in our society, generation, culture today, uh, the Buddhist and manifestation and good vibes, this is all very popular right now. So we have come from one side of the pendulum where we have swung from, you know, atheists to evolution to now we're swinging to the complete opposite side of we're a very spiritual generation and yet not spiritual. It's such a weird combination because when you look at our culture, our culture is constantly looking at or looking for a higher power or referencing a higher power, and yet at the same time, we're also lacking spirituality. Um, so one thing I had told her when she brought this question up was, I don't think that it's biblical. And I know uh, there's a lot of people that say, well, oh, I use these affirmations, these Christian affirmations, or... Christian manifestation or I I personally don't believe that there is a Christian manifestation. I think that there's Christian uh, or biblical affirmations. So what I mean by uh, manifestation is a lot of times when people are using this, it is, you know, they're saying, oh, I'm manifesting a good day or manifesting good vibes. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I think it's when they start to take it to a place of, I, you know, manifested the love of my life. And like, almost like, um, it's like a spiritually believing in yourself, um, you have power. It's like this, it's a really weird spiritual word. So a lot of times, yoga instructors and people like that will use it. Biblically, the reason I don't think it has any grounds is because, again, it's looking more internally um, on a like internal power, whereas biblically, we look to a higher power and we look to God. And so one of the things my friend had said was, well, do you think like, you know, as a Christian, like praying could be a type of manifestation? And I said, no, because here's the problem with that is when we pray, we are asking God to do something in his will. Problem is, if we believe it's going to happen and it doesn't happen, you know, where does that put our faith and all of these different things? So in one sense, yes, we are supposed to believe that God has the power to answer our prayers. But in another sense, also understanding that the way he answers our prayers may not be the way that we think or hope or want. And we have to be okay with that. 
a while back, I had a yoga instructor on and she, I think, goes more in on this on her personal page on Instagram, but she kind of talks about manifestations. That word is going to be tripping me up all night, but she goes more into that and the, the reason I had had her on was more for pregnancy and postpartum preparations and that is kind of what I want to talk about too is also yoga because I know a lot of um, Christians stay away from yoga because they say it's demonic or certain stretches are you know messing with the spiritual realm and I personally do not believe that that's a thing like again it's kind of like what you're doing with it uh, for example, I did prenatal yoga or stretching uh, when I was pregnant with Zion, and I really think that helped prep my body for birth. Um, it was honestly just different stretches, and unfortunately, some of the stretches do have like really weird names, but again, I didn't think too much of it. I was just stretching. You can really get into yoga and get into more of the Buddhist side and I think that's where it can become demonic but again it's what you're putting into it and what you are doing with it I know somebody has mentioned to me about breath work I don't know a lot about different breath works I know somebody was like oh certain breath works are demonic again I don't really know how much I believe about that because it's kind of what you do. Like, are you using your breath to invoke, I don't know, just different things like that. Like, I feel like as Christians, we look for demons and, you know, spiritual warfare behind every single bush. And that's kind of a dangerous thing to do. I believe that we're called to be aware of the spiritual war that's at hand, but I don't think we should be running around looking so far into things and looking for demonic presence and activity in everything. Which kind of leads me into my next point with the whole yoga and spiritual stuff. My grandparents um, had talked a little bit about grounding. Now, I know about grounding. Um, so grounding has been used for centuries, for, you know, since the earth was made, God placed Adam and Eve in a garden. And there is a reason that we have nature. And there is a reason, you know, we have all this grass and living things around us. And one of the things that people, you know, do or say is like, go outside and ground yourself. And I think, I mean, I don't, I'm not a sciencey person, so I can't get into all the science background of it. Um, but I do know something with frequencies and like when you put your bare feet in the grass, uh, frequencies, like it's healing. Again, it sounds very Buddhisty. I promise it's not. Um, that is one thing I'm kind of learning more about is like everything has different frequencies like all living things have different frequencies that is how God set up the world just like God made everything with atoms and protons and 
different things like that. He also created things with frequencies. That's why I've gotten into more natural fibers because natural fibers have higher frequencies and are better for our bodies. So our bodies are living organisms. So it makes sense why living outside on the green earth would be good for us instead of, you know, people who stay in winter, like in the winter and stuff. We tend to get sicker more in the winter because we're not outside and not breathing that fresh air. Like people say, oh, go outside and get fresh air. Why? Because it's good for us. So a lot of times people have started saying nowadays, like go outside and ground yourself, put your feet in the grass and the dirt. And I personally find, and I know a lot of my friends that do this have said that they find it very relaxing. And like a lot of times, like I really like to go to the beach. So one of the things I find that is very calming is putting my feet in the sand and water. It's like a reset for our nervous systems, which is really cool. But so there's that side of it. But then there's people that take it way too far and they start pulling out the crystals. And I know some people pull out crystals and are like, oh, it's grounding me, which is okay. I don't know how much I feel about that. Um, Honestly, I think it's better to just go stick your feet in some grass. But then I feel like that kind of leads you down a path of these crystals are healing me. That's a thing in our culture. We see if you go to any store, I guarantee you can find crystals or rocks or pretty stones or whatever. And they all have like cards that come with them that say, oh, amethyst has the property to heal sores or heal headaches. Okay, this is not a thing. Again, what are you placing your faith and trust in? A rock, a stone? Yes, I will admit that there are things on this earth that have healing properties. That's, you know, one thing I do with plants uh, for my shop, small shop is, you know, I take plants and herbs and extract the medicinal properties out of them. So like God gave us those things. I don't think that a rock is going to heal you. Like that's just not, crystal's not going to heal you. Um, and then you start getting into very like, Almost like those, not, it's not like witchcraft, but the uh, fortune tellers. That's kind of what the rocks and crystals remind me of. It's like the old fortune teller, you walk into her like tent at the circus or whatever, and she had a crystal ball, and she probably had like tons of like crystal rocks and stuff in her tent, and she's like, let me tell you your future. Like that is the like, what it's giving me. Again, that kind of leads into the whole tarot cards and, you know, the that starts to lead down this whole path. That is, that is one thing I won't mess with is like tarot cards and stuff like that. Even crystals I'm on the fence with just because I'm like, there's really no point in them. Why would I have them in my house other than they're pretty? I don't think that they have any healing properties to them. I think, you know, the flower that's growing right outside my door probably has more healing properties than a pretty stone that was found in some random cave 
or a polished stone that they throw into a rock polisher. That's how I feel about that. But again, you know, this, it's weird because our culture, like I said, it has, it's so spiritual, but yet it's like a spirituality within oneself and yet also looking for and to a higher power, not necessarily knowing what that higher power is. We are that higher power. Everyone's that higher power. It's this super spiritual, ultra confused culture, which is ever changing and not consistent. And there's constantly loopholes and worldview holes in everything. And yet, the one thing that is consistent throughout all of this is the Bible and Christians' view of God through a biblical through that biblical worldview is consistent. And honestly, that is what this world needs, is consistency. And so even offering this world that consistency is sometimes the most water, <laughs> or like thirst-quenching drink for this world. Because everyone in this generation is searching for something. They don't know what they're searching for, but they're searching. And so being a light and giving them this is the greatest thing that you can do for uh, God. And because he gave you the gift, he gave you his son and he saved you and you have that relationship with him. Now you have the responsibility, like I talked about a few episodes back responsibility of that great commission to share that light and so that is how you basically repay God in saving you as you are going out and sharing that light with everyone else who is lost and hopeless basically to end this episode I (laughs) a little bit of a rant but I kind of wanted to touch on all of those different aspects that a lot of Christians say are demonic. And there are some things I personally don't touch. And there are things that I'm just like, I feel like we put way too much into it. I think it's what you put into it or are looking for that you'll get out. If you think it's demonic, like, why? Um, is it because someone told you? Is it because you personally feel convicted? If you personally feel convicted that's okay. But also just keep in mind that other Christians don't necessarily have these convictions and to not impose your convictions on other people. Because there are some people that think yoga is completely fine. And there are other people that think that yoga is from the devil. That is your own personal conviction. And that is okay. I have so much fun making these for you guys and interviewing different women. And so what you can do to help me out is leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Share this with all your friends and family as well. New episodes come out every Thursday, 8 a.m. Central Time. This is Elise Weathers, and this is Womanhood in the Rock.